This is Brain Diet, episode 206, Common Explanations for Why Someone Can't Lose Weight. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today's topic, common explanations for why someone can't lose weight and how to address each of them strategically. Now, before I get into some of those explanations, I want to mention some things that can make weight changes complex for us as humans. And the first is that we, as humans, have what's called a complexity bias, meaning we overcomplicate things unnecessarily. And oftentimes what I see when we do this with weight and health is we look at our weight and health and we overcomplicate it as a way of making it unsolvable, as a way of making it beyond any solution. And what happens when we do this? If there is something that is so complicated that there is no solution for it, then we don't have any responsibility to take action. And so again, I think this is a protective measure that we take because sometimes we get so overwhelmed with all of the information online about how to do you know, X, Y, and Z in our health that we tend to just say, well, it's just too complicated. Thus, I can't do anything about it. And that plays into how we approach our health is if we overcomplicate it, then we prevent ourselves from moving forward and from taking action. Like I mentioned, we also have a lot of misinformation on the internet that contributes to the complexity that we give to health and weight loss. And It's just part of our day and age that we are going to have to learn how to navigate some of this information that is either taken out of context or just often blatantly false. The other and final thing that can really make weight changes complex is we have highly emotional relationships with food. If you think about doing like a science experiment, there isn't a lot of emotion involved. It's just testing data, experimenting, trying things. If it doesn't work, you try something else. And there's not a lot of emotion associated with it. Whereas when we endeavor to work with our health or work with our weight, the reason this can be so much more complicated is because many of us, especially women, associate our worth, our success, our goodness with how we eat. Now, because we also associate our worth, our success, our goodness with our external appearance and external appearance is manipulated by how we eat, there is a lot of positive and negative emotions that can play into food. And so to treat it like a science experiment becomes almost impossible because we have such highly emotional states relating to each bite that we are taking. And we do this as a society where we feel negative emotions or even positive ones we use food to manage those emotions. Now, this isn't necessarily a problem unless it is for people, unless there are people that want to create change in their body, but because of the emotional component, find it difficult to do so. And because of that, we also have additional variables. If we've got emotional components, those are other things that we have to be mindful of if we are doing the experiment of manipulating our weight and our health. Now, I will be addressing some of these 
common reasons. But here is one of the other important things to note. Some might say they want to lose weight, but their actions don't reflect that. And what this usually means is that they don't actually want it the way they think that they do. And that's okay. There is nothing wrong with not wanting it. I just think it's a much easier mental place to live to say, I don't want it enough and that's okay. I mean, that is a level of self-acceptance and love that I think is so kind versus saying, I do want it, but I just can't follow through and something must be wrong with me. If you feel like you do want it and you aren't following through, there are a number of different things you can look at, but maybe question if it isn't something that you want enough, all the while remembering that it's okay. You don't have to want it. You don't have to want to change your body. Your body is exactly perfect and fine as it is. And if you want to change it, that's great, but don't fight yourself. Don't argue with yourself. Don't try to lie to yourself by saying that you do and then beating yourself up when you don't follow through. Because if you don't really want it, it would make sense that you didn't follow through on things. And that's okay. That's a way of of engaging self-love and compassion to be honest with yourself about that. And if it's something that you want to change, then that's where the work needs to be done. Not just trying a new diet, not just trying a new strategy, but working on why you want it, working on what's compelling, working on the reason that it's important to you. Reasons and why we do things are going to drastically manipulate the way that we show up relative to a goal. If we are very compelled and have a very strong reason for something, we will show up very differently than if we are lukewarm or actually just don't want it enough, but say we do. So let's go through some common explanations that I hear for why people can't lose weight. And these have been all things I have experienced firsthand that people have said to me to one degree or another, whether it's a client or just in passing a friend, an acquaintance. And I'm going to address each of them and how to combat them. The first is people will say tracking macros doesn't work. And again, work is a very subjective statement because that can mean a lot of different things. But what usually happens in the course of this conversation is I will say, well, how long did you try it? And they'll say, well, I tried it for two weeks and the scale just didn't move. And macronutrients and calories, because of the law of energy balance, they will always work. If you are in the right spot, if you are, you know, in a proper deficit, then tracking macros will always work for weight loss. It just might not be what is best suited to your lifestyle and personality. And that's also okay. Just because it works doesn't mean that everyone should do it. But in terms of the science of it, it does work in terms of how to manipulate body weight. And the reason that it works in addition to that is because it gives you precise data to make adjustments to. And so if we have very clear data, just as in a science experiment, it makes it clear that we can make changes in certain areas to then get new information to see how our body responds. The other thing, as is indicated for those that have tried it for maybe a couple of weeks, is a a person's lack of patience. And so if you feel like tracking macros doesn't work, whatever that means for you, I want to remind you that your body is always tracking macros. It's always paying attention to what is coming in. And tracking macros can be done as a way of achieving weight loss, but it's also a great tool to have as a way of helping your body be fueled properly. And so even if you're not tracking for weight loss, it can be a great tool to develop just to learn 
how to consume enough and give your body the proper nutrients that it needs. But give it a long time. If you are trying to track macros to manipulate your body weight, give it a year. Take pictures and compare progress pictures over the course of a significant amount of time versus just two weeks. Be patient. And also, within the context of tracking macros, don't always be dieting. Tracking macros can be used in a deficit, but use it at a maintenance point or more just as a way of helping your metabolism and helping your body be fueled. Another thing I've heard, a common objection or explanation, they'll just say, I can't believe I didn't lose this week. I can't believe the scale didn't go down. At which point I will ask them, and this has happened with clients, I'll say, well, how many days in the last week did you track? And they'll say, well, I tracked every day, but Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Calories count every day. Your body is taking note of calories and using them appropriately, whether that's storing or losing at all times. And calorie-dense foods, which is what people typically eat on a quote-unquote cheat day, which if you know me, I don't like the word cheat day, but people that are eating a certain way typically go for the calorie-dense foods on the off days when maybe they're not tracking or they're at a higher caloric value for the day. And because of that, because there are foods that are hyperpalatable and extremely calorie-dense, it can quickly close the gap that was your deficit for the week. So if you were in a deficit, if you were tracking and you were at a number that put you in a great spot to lose weight over time, some calorie-dense foods can really make up that gap very quickly. So what I recommend is to learn how to eat out and enjoy your favorite foods within certain bounds. And this is where some of the emotional component comes in because oftentimes we'll be tracking macros or, or paying attention to what we're eating. And then all of a sudden it just feels like a free for all. And we have this scarcity mentality of, I'm not going to get this for another seven days. I need to make sure I eat enough. And it completely takes away from our hunger and fullness and, you know, enjoying food and just becomes an emotional experience that is born out of scarcity. And so this is where I love the idea of learning how to eat at fast food restaurants, at, you know, sit down restaurants, in a way that is still full of things that you enjoy, but within, you know, a routine, within certain rules, if you will. And I've mentioned before how a toddler, a child thrives when it has a routine, when they have something to depend on and, you know, still having treats and fun things in their life, but within a system so that it doesn't get out of hand so that the toddler doesn't suffer. This is what we can do. We can learn how to choose strategic foods when we're eating out and still incorporate things that we enjoy all the while keeping our calories in a much more reasonable place if weight loss is something that we are aiming for. The next thing that I have heard, and this is a really common one, is I can't stop overeating at night. And so people are paying attention to what they're eating and they're aware of it. And they notice that their highest caloric intake happens at nighttime. And it also can often be more of those calorie dense foods. And in this case, I've said something along the lines of like, well, what did you eat in the first half of the day? And oftentimes people will say, well, I I intermittent fast. I don't eat until noon. (laughs) And if you think about it, your body wants energy. It wants calories. It needs those to be fueled and to function. So when you combine at the end of a day, physical hunger from not having enough calories in a day yet, 
with emotional and mental depletion that you might experience at the end of a day with, you know, just the natural stressors that we experience throughout a day, you are more inclined to overeat. If you've got physical hunger, if you're overeating at night, it, it makes sense that you have physical hunger if you haven't eaten enough in a day, if you haven't eaten until noon, if your caloric overall intake by six o'clock is, you know, a thousand calories or less. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense why you might overeat. And that's, again, just information. Nothing is wrong with you if you're overeating at night, but it's just important to recognize that there are reasons why and there are things you can do about it to work around it. And part of that is eating enough throughout the day. And another part of that is learning how to feel our feelings without numbing ourselves from them at night. But that becomes a lot more difficult if we've combined that with physical hunger. And so if this is you, if you feel like you overeat at night, do not intermittent fast. Eat early, eat enough, eat a lot of high volume whole foods throughout the day, and maybe even plan to have a treat in the evening, plan to have something that you enjoy in the evening. And then be prepared that there are going to be some emotions and things that might be unpleasant at the end of the day that are just coming up now that you've kind of slowed down. And be aware of those things and be willing to sit with those things instead of eating your way through those things. The next is... Uh, again, this is another, all of these are just so common and I, I, that's why I wrote this episode. This one is, I just, I barely eat. I hardly eat food and I can't lose weight. And then I'll say, well, you know, can you tell me what you ate in the last week? And they'll say, oh, I don't, I don't know. I didn't track. I didn't pay attention. If you don't know what you're currently eating, it's like not having a originating address in a GPS. And oftentimes we think we know, we think we are aware of how many calories we're consuming or how much food we're eating, and we really don't. And again, that's not because anything is wrong with anybody. It's just because we are just prone to flaws in how we assess and gauge things. And so if you don't know what you are currently eating and you're not losing weight like you want to, I highly recommend tracking simply to be aware of what your point A is in your GPS journey of getting to point B of wanting to lose weight. And what I recommend within that context is to be a food scientist. Be an unemotional scientist and use the information and make tweaks, but don't make it mean something that's wrong with you or something that's painful about you and and, and your worth as a human, because that's certainly not the case. If you feel like you're barely eating and you can't lose weight, track to get the data face the data. The data is not scary or hurtful. It's your brain that is scary and hurtful based on what it thinks about the data. So be neutral and pay attention to what you're eating. And that will give you a much more detailed picture of where you might be overeating that you weren't aware of. Another explanation for why someone can't lose weight is time. They'll say, I'm so busy and I just don't have time to exercise and track my food. When, if we were to look at many of our screen time reports. You know how you get that every Sunday? If we look at that, for many of us, there are likely multiple hours that we spend on our phone. Now, a lot of like what I do in my business is on my phone, but that doesn't mean that all of the time I'm spending on my phone is for my business. And I think many people fall into this because we are living in a technological world where they have created very dopamine-dense content that feels good right when we open an app, right when we look at something. And so the reason that I'm mentioning screen time is because 
when we look at the sheer amount of time we spend in a day looking at our phone for things that are likely not crucially necessary, it illustrates how much time we have to exercise and track food. Tracking food, I've mentioned before, can be done very simply and can be done very quickly. It's not something that needs to take hours. And it's something that if you have a good app, I use macros first, it can be done very quickly and efficiently. In terms of exercise, sure, that's going to take perhaps a little bit longer than tracking food. But still, the approach that I like to take if you feel like time and inadequate time is a reason for not exercising is to simplify. Start small and believe that any exercise is good exercise. Too often there are perfect perfectionists in this category that thinks it needs to be a you know hour long, 90 minute long workout that's really intense and the perfect programming and all those things. And I can understand wanting that. But in terms of improving your health and giving your body gifts to help it thrive and help with its overall longevity over time and be preventative against certain cardiovascular diseases, any exercise is going to be good exercise. And so simplify, start small and give yourself like a very, very small baseline to just meet for exercise. Start with a five minute walk or a 15 minute YouTube body weight video, something that can just be simple and done conveniently and trust that that's going to help you and be enough. The next one, one of my personal favorites is it's my hormones. I can't lose weight because my hormones are out of whack is kind of the term that people have been using, which isn't even an appropriate term. If you think about like hormone levels and how they're measured, they usually are just within a specific range, uh, a healthy range. And so having it out of whack just doesn't really mean anything. But the conversations that I have with people that will say, oh, it's my hormones is I'll say, well, what is your lifestyle like? Tell me about how you live. And too often it's women specifically saying, well, I sleep five to six hours a night. I intermittent fast every morning. I do cardio six days per week. I don't do any resistance training. And in a day, I'm getting maybe 30 to 40 grams of protein. Now, again, a lot of times these answers are coming from me asking questions. How much do you sleep? What time do you eat breakfast? Do you exercise? What does that look like? What does your diet look like? And without fail, what comes up in these conversations is that the basics have been neglected that sleep, getting enough nutrition, doing resistance training to to build lean mass, to support our immune system, to support um, our, our BMR and our, our caloric burn throughout the day, they are being completely neglected. So if you feel like it is your hormones, I strongly encourage you to become an expert at the basics. Prioritize your sleep like you're a six-month-old baby where that routine is ride or die. It is make or break. <laughs> get enough protein, track your protein so that you know you are getting enough to fuel your body, to give, give it what it needs to support it in all of the meaningful ways. And of course, too, get enough carbs, get enough fat, but you accomplish that by tracking and paying attention to where you are in order to know where you need to go. The last is my metabolism is broken. Another common explanation that someone might give for why they can't lose weight And again, this is very common with women. I will ask, well, how long have you been dieting? And essentially the answer is some version of, 
all of my adult life, or in some cases, unfortunately, all my life, I have been dieting. I've been trying to lose weight. What happens when you are constantly trying to restrict food, when you are trying to lessen the amount that you're consuming so that you can achieve a weight loss goal, is that your body never has the chance to be properly fed. And so it makes sense that what it does is downregulates its systems to adapt to inadequate fuel sources. If you are chronically dieting, then your body is going to conserve calories and hold on to them as much as possible because it doesn't know when and if it will ever get enough. And it's a beautiful survival mechanism. And I'm not saying you're going into like starvation mode necessarily. I don't even know that that's really a real thing. But when you are not getting enough, your body is a little bit rigid with itself. And so if you feel like your metabolism is broken, again, a component of all of these things is patience is to be patient and spend some time and be willing to spend some time at a higher caloric intake. Be willing to spend some time feeding your body. As a way of saying, I'm looking out for you. We are going to be stronger in the future. We are going to be, you know, better than we could ever imagine in the future in terms of our health and how how well we feel. Spend time eating enough. Spend time building muscle. In order to build muscle, it requires an abundance of calories. And the more muscle you have on your body, the more calories you burn just by existing. And so if you are able to spend time building muscle, then you are thereby increasing the amount of calories you can eat without gaining weight. And I think that's a beautiful thing. That's something that I've spent a great deal of time over the last couple of years eating a lot and building muscle. And over the years, I'm able to eat so much more without gaining weight. But that isn't because of any special gift or because of something I did briefly. It's it's done over time. So be patient, zoom out and be willing to feed your body. And also remember that your worth has nothing to do with your appearance. Your body is something that was created, not by you. And it's made up of parts and all those parts are great. Your, your femur bones are great. Your biceps muscle is great. Your hair, your skin, your organs, your nervous system, all of those things are great. And we only decide that they are negative or ugly based on what happens in our brain and based on what we are thinking. So if you are nervous to be patient and to give time to feeding your body, this is where the work needs to be done to pay attention to what you think about your body as it might change shape. So my friends, Those are some of the common explanations that I get in the conversations that I've had many like that over the years about why someone can't lose weight and some strategies that will help you if you fall into this category or any of these other categories. Again, nothing is wrong with you. And a lot of times it can be difficult because we live in such a world of misinformation, but be patient with yourself and find resources that feel good, that also feel sustainable, that feel like things that you can do to help you love your body and stick with those. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free set your custom macros call. 
On this call, I'll want to know what your goals are and set you on the nutritional path to achieving them. This is a private call with me where I get all the information about you and your body so I can deliver a custom calorie and macronutrient count that when implemented will lead to weight loss in a kind and nourishing way. And if you're ready to hire a coach to walk you through every step of your weight loss journey, I'll tell you everything you need to know about that too. So if it's your time to start losing weight in a sustainable, healthy, and nourishing way, sign up for this free set your custom macro call at the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon. Thank you.